just before this episode even gets started, I will make it very clear that I am of the opinion that a lot of these one euro houses are not even worth it, and I'm not the type of person that would buy one. It might even be tough to pay me to even take one of those homes. But I do think it's a worthwhile topic to quickly get into as part of this Moving to Italy 101 series that I started off a couple of weeks ago. So roll that intro. Hello there, I'm Rafael Di Furia, back at it again for another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. Some of you may know that I'm also involved with two other podcasts, one called the Italian Citizenship Podcast and one called the Italian Real Estate Podcast, both with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. And this past uh, Wednesday, just a couple of days ago, there was an episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast that was released. And in it, we talked about buying a one euro home versus buying a home at auction. For those of you who haven't seen it, I would say it's worthwhile to check out if you are seriously thinking about about moving to Italy and purchasing property in Italy because some of the homes that you can buy from those auctions really are actually very interesting. The one euro houses though, like I said, I don't necessarily have the most positive opinion about it. I think the first thing though that I'll get into is to say that while they seem as though they could maybe be a good deal, the, the, the real thing is that the one euro homes are not actually one euro, generally speaking. A lot of the towns, because each town, each uh, municipality will have its own offers available. And what you'll find as part of those offers is that really it's a bid that starts at one euro and you have to propose a project and get the project approved and see if it's the right thing that's going to be the right thing for the municipality. And while it may seem like a great possibility for a new, wonderful, low-cost property in a beautiful part of the world. I would say, yes, of course, Italy is a beautiful place, but there are other low-cost ways of getting to the country that may be more attractive for the average person who's wanting to move there. And I would say that there are people who these one-year homes would be the right choice for, but sometimes when you're talking about finding a one-euro home, it's not something that you could even remotely consider moving into because there's nothing there waiting for you. It can be just a shell of a home. Sometimes the roof may have caved in. Sometimes the roof may be completely intact. Or it might need a complete overhaul. You might have to put new pipes in. You might have to put new electrical in. You might have to work on the structure. Each different home in each different location is going to just depend and it's just going to change and you have to go through the approval process, the application process. And there's no guarantee that the home that you're interested in is actually going to be the one that becomes your home or a vacation home. But part of the reason why these one-year offers exist, at least in some cases for some of these towns, is really to revitalize them and to bring people to live there. But a lot of these towns don't have a requirement as to any kind of necessity of actually living there and remaining there. But some towns, depending on what the offer is, some of the places that maybe are going to pay you to live there, maybe you will have to have your visa approved ahead of time or some legal way of remaining in Italy before even being able to apply. Like that will be part of the documentation and application process, like I believe Molise had a couple years back. But something doesn't make sense to me why the idea is to revitalize and bring people to live there when a lot of these places are being looked at to become Airbnbs by investors or individuals who are coming from abroad or even just a vacation home. Okay, a vacation home for an individual is something different than an Airbnb, but the whole idea of Airbnbs anyway is a separate issue and I would say a very big issue in the, the vacation rental industry. But we're also talking about a lot of towns that maybe don't have a huge population to begin with or a lot going on there anyway. So when you are looking at these towns, it's not the places where people are like 
flocking to because, oh my gosh, it's the most wonderful, amazing, everything is there and that you have so much offered. These places can be very nice. However, you have to consider why is it that they are available? And at the end of the day, it comes down to that there have been a lot of people that have left that location and they're trying to bring people there. But you have to look at why did people leave these places? And a lot of times it's because of work, opportunities, or whatever it may be that's along those lines. And that the infrastructure in those areas might not be the same as some of what you would find elsewhere in the country. And you can find apartments in towns, um, cities, small cities even, that once you consider the price of purchasing plus renovations and everything for these one euro homes that you could possibly get even a, a home at auction for a very similar price but also maybe think about it like this you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel and if you can get a house that you don't have to rebuild it's kind of like the same sort of idea that if you can get something that you can already at least move into that's wonderful maybe you're going to want to do things and have uh, some of the, the house renovated or the apartment renovated, but it's not going to be that you have to completely tear everything up and get started from the beginning. That is going to, I think, make a difference between when you can start finally calling that place your home. Of course, with Italy, though, owning property is not going to be something that allows you automatically to be able to remain there. So that's one thing that you definitely have to take into consideration when you are looking at these homes because yes it's great that there are these one euro homes that are being made available but if you look at it realistically you have homes that all in like i was saying before i'm repeating myself here that can cost you almost on par if maybe not a little less or just slightly more that you could already just move into maybe it's not going to be the most modern or the best taken care of, but you could possibly find a suitable place to have a roof over your head. Maybe you need to get some new furniture or replace the furniture. There are going to be places that maybe you'll even find that have furniture included on the sale. So that's just something else that you want to take into account. There are going to be places, maybe not even so far away from major points of interest in the country, where you will be able to find a suitable home that's not going to be absurdly, ridiculously uh, expensive to find a home of course in italy there are places that are absurdly ridiculously expensive but that's everywhere they're going to be the more desirable areas and the less desirable areas but no matter where you are you have to take into consideration why a place would have a home that's going to be a little bit lower in cost are there aspects that you have to take into consideration when it comes to the area itself when it comes to safety or when it comes to how far you are from things or for infrastructure or for what you have available to you are there cafes and shops and restaurants in that town or village, or maybe are you moving to a village with only a few hundred people and there's only not even a cafe and not even really anything and you have to drive 30, 40, 50 minutes to get to anything of interest. It's not, I'm not gonna say that it's going to be like that in all places in Italy because there are plenty of places that you will be living on top of a cafe or have one across the street from you. Not to say that of course that you have to have a cafe in Italy, but that's part of the experience is having places that you can go. And personally, I think regardless of what country you're going to move to, it's not a shame, but it's almost unfortunate to move so far from everything that you're kind of out on your own without anybody around you, because you could literally be anywhere. You could be in your own home country and just moving to a different state that's maybe somewhere a little bit more rural and get a very similar experience. And Italy is one of those countries that has a lot of wonderful things to offer. 
but I'm not going to say that in my opinion that the one year homes would be anywhere near the top of that list. But of course, there are going to be some people that are looking for that smaller village life and that it really agrees with them. But I think there are going to be a lot of people that don't fully understand what comes along with that lifestyle and what will be part of that and how it really is going to be on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's just going to depend really on your personality type. But I would say for a lot of people that the benefit is going to be maybe more for the town than for you. I'm not going to say that in every case, because of course, like I am repeating myself here, that there are going to be certain people that it's absolutely wonderful for. And again, generally speaking, these towns are a bit on the smaller side. And they are looking to revitalize, but not just to bring people there, but they're also looking to give the buildings a little bit of a facelift. So it's a great way that if you can give the building away while making a requirement that the person has to actually do some work on the property to be able to not have to pay anything from the city's funds to be able to give the town a facelift. So yeah, it's definitely interesting that they're trying to bring people in and trying to revitalize these areas. I do think from that perspective, it's wonderful, but you're also paying and investing in a town that you might not have a connection with and that might be looking at you to put the money in to rebuild their town when you're getting a piece of land that may or may not have value in return. Because if you're even wanting to get one of these properties, a lot of people, and especially a lot of Americans, uh, have a different mentality towards purchasing property and living in that property. And a lot of Italians will end up just from a cultural aspect staying in one place for a very long period of time. Like you grow up in your hometown, you don't necessarily move from place to place to place. And I'm speaking on a very general kind of basis here. Whereas I know a lot of Americans are, have more of a tendency to move every few years or every other year. And even if you think about the rental contracts in Italy, the two plus three or the the four plus four in comparison to a month to month contract, a six month or a one year or a long-term lease of two years, it's a very different mentality. And so you will find that a lot of people that once they've grown up, stayed in their place that they grew up in, and then they'll go to maybe another town for university, maybe they'll come back home to their original town, or they'll move again after university, and then often will end up staying there for quite a while. I'm not going to say that's every single Italian, but I'm going to say it's something that is not uncommon to see. So if you're looking at these properties to be able to flip and sell for a profit at a later date, you have to think about why has that property been there so long to begin with? Yes, a lot of these properties have been going into disrepair. And yes, a lot of these properties are just places that people are letting sit. But you have to think about why is it that people haven't put the money into them to begin with to try and flip them themselves? Okay, sometimes there will be a, a situation where a person might not have the money to be able to do it, and maybe they've inherited the property and they don't want the property themselves. You will find other situations where maybe someone else could put the money into it, but they haven't put the money into it. And why haven't they put the money into it? That is going to be something that you really should think about. I'm not saying, though, absolutely don't get one of these one-euro houses. I just am talking about this because I know it's a very popularized topic that comes up in the news from time to time and something that people look into and it's their kind of first thought that, oh, I can go to move to Italy. They sell houses there for one euro. It's amazing. Look into it a little bit deeper and you're going to find that there are going to be some hoops that you have to jump through. And to begin with, Italy is that kind of place where there are very often hoops uh, for even some of the most minor things in day-to-day -day life. If you've been watching Not Your Average Globetrotter for a while, you've been hearing me talk about that, uh, where you will have these things from in day-to-day -day life that you will have to take care of that there are extra complications that might not be part of your day-to-day -day normality 
in other parts of the world, or even like in last week's episode where I had responded to a comment that was in response to my talking about uh, the necessity of taking your receipt when you make a purchase in Italy, technically you're obligated as the customer to hold on to your receipt after like leaving a store and even holding on to it for a little bit. And even though it's so rare that it would ever happen or that you almost would never interact with it, technically you could actually be fined if you don't have the receipt and have that proof of your purchase if the financial police come around. And yes, Italy has not just regular police, but they also have the fiscal police that go around. So these are things that you have to think about that on a day-to-day -day basis that become normal and kind of part of your routine. And there are those things in Italy that are like that, where there's like a little bit of a bureaucratic extra thing that you just have to do in day-to-day -day life that you end up not thinking about. But in a lot of other parts of the world, there aren't some of those same considerations. And when you're trying to go through other processes, there are hoops that you always have to jump through. And don't get me wrong, I love Italy. It's a beautiful country, and there's part of me that still thinks of it as home. I still have a place in Italy that I think of as my hometown. And even from a legal perspective as an Italian citizen, it will always technically be my hometown as long as I'm living outside of the country. But I think there are a lot of people who come from countries like the US where life happens a certain way and they don't realize necessarily that in different parts of the world, you can come across things that will function differently than what you're used to. And that is one of the biggest things that I think leads to a lot of frustration for a lot of people moving from another country is that lack of understanding. But I think this is where I'm going to round out this episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. So of course, thank you all for checking out this episode, listening in, for subscribing and taking part in the conversation down below. Of course, if you have any questions or concerns, or if you agree with me or disagree with me, feel free to leave that down in the comment section below here on YouTube. Or if you're listening to this as an audio-only podcast, feel free to come on over to YouTube where you can take part in the conversation. And an even bigger thank you to those of you who've been helping this project to be able to continue through the one-time donations, such as the thanks button here on YouTube, or through Patreon on a monthly basis through rafaeldifuria.com slash Patreon, patreon.com slash rafaeldifuria. And also if you're interested in more information about how to get a one-year home, if you are interested in one of those and think that it might be the right lifestyle for you, be sure to check out this most recent episode of the Italian real estate podcast where we talked about the one-year homes as well as the property auctions in Italy, which I think are also very much worth looking into. But anyway, as always, I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and I will see you all next time for another episode of Not Your Average Globetrotter. Later. Later.